You're listening to the Canterbury Mornings Podcast with John McDonald from Newstalk ZB. A year ago right now, a year ago right now, I can only imagine that Tony Kelly was getting on with what would end up being the last normal day of his life. He wouldn't have known that at the time because he wouldn't have had any idea that by the end of the day, he'd be in an ambulance being rushed to hospital after being kicked in the head, martial arts style, by a teenager in Cashel Mall, just outside Ballantyne's. But that's what happened. And as we now know, Tony didn't survive his injuries. And as we are finding out today, insult is being added to those injuries. So it was just after six o'clock at night, a year ago today, when Tony was followed by a group from the bus interchange in the centre of Christchurch who had some idea in their heads that had been taken photos of them. And it's very important to note that as of now, no evidence has ever been found to support that claim that he had been taking photos of this group. Nevertheless, Tony was asked by security of the bus interchange to leave, to leave and when he did, this group followed him. They walked out of the bus interchange, they followed him down Colombo, as far as Cashel Mall. When one of them approached him, and so he obviously felt intimidated, so he threw a punch in self-defence, and that is when things went from bad to worse, because after he threw the punch in self-defence, he was kicked in the shin, and another person in the group, his name's Mark Nagel, this guy stepped forward, and he kicked Tony in the head with his right foot using a martial arts-style kick. You picture that in your head? And Tony immediately lost consciousness. He fell to the ground at his He'd hit the pavement. Then this group all took took off back to the bus interchange and the two involved in the assault, they high-fived each other and they jumped on a bus. That was while people on the scene back at Cashel Mall just a block away were giving Tony CPR. He was taken to hospital, put in an induced coma, but tragically he died 10 days later on the 28th. I suppose if there is any positive at all, and not that it's any compensation at all to Tony's friends and family, but if there's anything remotely positive, it would have to be the the fact that the guy who kicked Tony in the head was caught and done for manslaughter. So he he pleaded guilty, and he was sentenced to two years in prison. I know. I know. Two years. Seems like nothing for kicking someone in the head in the street, pretty much in broad daylight, and killing them. But it does get worse, because the judge who dished out the two-year sentence has told this guy that he can apply for home detention. How would you feel if Tony was a friend or relative of yours? He he might be. Killed after being kicked in the head outside Ballantyne's by by some thug. A two-year sentence, with the prospect of that sentence being served out on the couch at home. I am absolutely appalled, and I'll, I'll tell you why. This was not one of those manslaughter cases where, say, what, you've got two people having a bit of an argument, one of them feels a bit threatened, pushes the other person out of the way, that person trips, hits their head and dies. It wasn't like that. This was a case where a guy was followed and intentionally kicked in the head by some creep getting all martial arts on it. You just picture it in your head again. He went up to Tony. He didn't punch him. He went absolutely next level and did this martial arts kick to the head. And for him to get two years is bad enough. But for him to have the opportunity to apply for home detention and not even do his time behind bars, it is just insulting. It's not just insulting to Tony himself and his friends and family, it's also insulting to the rest of us. 
The rest of us who expect the system to make it clear to people that when they do these sorts of awful things that there is no easy alternative option. Because no one can tell me that home detention isn't the easier option when you compare it to two years in a prison cell. Tony's family doesn't have options. I wasn't surprised to see that his son stormed out of court when the judge told this guy told him he could apply for home detention. I wasn't surprised at all because Tony's son doesn't have options. He's lost his father. His father's dead. There's no alternative, no other option. So why should the creep who killed his father have options? We shouldn't. And if he's only going to get two years for doing what he did, he should bloody well serve it in prison. For more from Canterbury Mornings with John McDonald, listen live to News Talks at B Christchurch from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.